Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Discover how you can begin improving your life today with our Majesty Meditation Program. Learn more by visiting livinghour.org majesty. Get 30% off the purchase price with the coupon code INSPIRATION. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Success in How to Win It by B. F. Austin, published in 1904. An ancient proverb tells us to seize opportunity by the forelock, as she is bald behind. Those who do not grasp opportunity as she passes have no chance of seizing her afterward. There is something to be done, however, before opportunity comes to us, and that is to get ready for her coming. The person who employs their time looking for a situation for which they are not fitted is wasting their efforts. The one who crowds themselves into a place which they cannot fill is dishonest. Sincerity and self-respect ensure that we only strive for rewards based on honest and adequate service. The first thing to do then is to get ready for the position before the position is ready for you. What your present work shall be no one but you can determine, but it need not necessarily be your chosen life work. Any honest engagement for which you are now fitted, or which you can fit yourself, may be your first opportunity for advancement. It is perfectly legitimate to use the lesser opportunities, the lower positions of today, as stepping stones to grander ones later on. The opportunities of today that are improved upon bring greater opportunities tomorrow. Thousands of young people have seized the opportunity of manual labor as a stepping stone to education, then use their acquired knowledge or skill as a stepping stone to further training and achievement. Only the fool and the sluggard will fail to utilize the best opportunities of today while waiting for greater ones tomorrow. Surely it is better to be honestly engaged at $10 an hour than idly calling on the gods for an opportunity to earn $50 an hour. Another essential thing is that when great opportunity does come to you, one for which you have prayed and waited and fitted yourself, seize it without fear or faltering and make it thoroughly your own. Make the most of your opportunities. The Spanish have a proverb that half the misfortunes in life come from holding in your horse while it is leaping. The rider who checks a horse when vaulting over a hedge or brook courts death or disaster. So when the time comes for supreme effort, the grand vault that is to lift you over the obstacles in your path and introduce you to a higher and nobler arena you must enter into the spirit and effort of the hour and not hold back your horse when it is leaping. There comes to each life but a few of these moments 
when they do come, they must be improved to the utmost. The one who would win in life's heavily contested conflicts must wisely lay aside everything that will hinder the fullest exercise of their powers or lessen their chances of winning success. Every weight carried lessens the chances of victory. Every weight discarded increases the prospects of success. Yet how many people enter life's great arena, loaded down with weights, careless if not utterly oblivious of the handicap under which they struggle for fame and fortune and the higher success of character. Let me point out a few of the loads that many people are carrying in the great race of life and see if any of them are part of your unnecessary burden. Among the weights to be speedily got rid of and forever after shunned are as follows. Number one, boorish manners and offensive speech. These are two of the heaviest weights a contestant can carry, who is dependent in any degree, and who is not, on the goodwill of others. Everyone should cultivate affability, courtesy, kindness, and a pleasing manner, and make these the habitual expression of their life toward others, a necessary part of their stock in trade in every calling in life. Thousands owe a large measure of their success in life to their ability to please others by wise, witty, appropriate and helpful speech, and a winning demeanor. Number 2. Evil Companionship By this I mean not only companionship which is pernicious in its moral effects, but also all associations which dissipate time money, energy, and ambition, and which weaken one's application to the great central object toward which every successful life must be directed. All too many people have fallen utterly short of the goal of their ambition, because they have carried as dead weights upon their backs, some undesirable comrades in the race. So choose wisely between success and such self-defeating companionship. Number 3. Enslaving Habits These are weights exceedingly difficult to carry in life's race, if you should win the prize. I'm speaking of no habit in particular, but of all habits which take control of life and enthrall it. The native atmosphere of the soul is freedom, and when the soul becomes enslaved, it ceases to grow, ceases to sing its divine song of victory, just as a captured bird ceases to sing. And then comes a loss of self-respect, healthful ambition, and the energy which the soul is ever gathering to itself in freedom. One of the great difficulties experienced in getting many people started on the road to success is the idea that success and failure in life is to a large extent the result of chance, of good or bad luck, as the case may be. Of course, one's lot in life, one's environment at birth, 
and the conduct of others do form an element in life's success or failure which seems to be fortuitous and over which one does not appear to have direct control. But this is at best only one element and in the vast majority of lives a very fractional and insignificant element of life's success or failure. The statement, life is what we make it, is substantially true of all people. One's environment may indeed be changed, one's condition in life reversed, the friendship or hatred of one's fellow citizens may be altered by wise and persistent thought enforced by a strong willpower and expressed in daily living. We can be what we will to be, and we can make new environments, or rather our changed character will inevitably bring about changed environments, that is to say, success or failure. No person is fairly started on the road to success, until they have disabused their mind of the opinion that success or failure is a question of chance or luck. Success is a result of right thought and action, an effect the cause of which is found in oneself, a harvest, the seed of which you must sow personally and in soil prepared by your own tilling. The law of success is a fixed principle in nature, and as unchangeable as the law which governs seed time and harvest. Success inevitably follows a certain line of thought and action, as effect follows cause. In agriculture, no one sows barley and reaps wheat. No one sows figs and reaps thistles. So no one in the mental and spiritual realm sows right thought and action without reaping the blessings in their own person and surroundings. Find then what you seek first in your own soul. For be assured if you find it not there, you will search from pole to pole God's universe for it in vain. If it be happiness you seek, find it first within yourself, and then you will find it everywhere without. Do you seek wealth? All its golden treasures are within you. If you find them not there, your search will be fruitless without. So it is with success. It is always an inner realization of the soul. Before it is an outward expression in life, success in business, the arts, politics, and in every calling in life is an inevitable and invariable result of success in thinking, feeling, and willing. So build up from within, develop mentality, amass knowledge, cultivate clear thinking and correct reasoning, elevate your ideals, realize your higher self, develop your willpower, and let your knowledge, clear thought, Reason, willpower, and high ideals express themselves in your words and deeds. Then watch and wait. Success is at hand. However, don't expect to avoid difficulties in life. 
There is no better test of character than our response to difficulties. The coward shuns them. The lazy person tries to go around them. The idler dawdles in front of them, waiting for something to turn up, for some miracle to remove them. But the individual of character overcomes them. We should never look upon difficulties as misfortunes. They are, when rightly used, among our greatest blessings. Difficulties encountered start the mind to active enterprise. They develop inventive genius, spur us to exertion, summon our resources, and exercise them for growth and enlargement. Difficulties furnish us our grandest opportunities, becoming as they do, the great incentive and inspiration to our undeveloped forces. They call forth our reserve power. They are heaven-ordained instruments for awakening the slumbering powers within us to life. A person with many difficulties in their way ought to thank God and take courage. They should spell the word D-I-F-F-I-C-U-L-T-I-E-S, but should always pronounce it opportunities. Now, how are we to treat our difficulties? First, we must face them squarely. Many of life's difficulties are more imaginary than real. They dwindle to insignificance the moment we gaze resolutely upon them. Study them as carefully as you would an opponent in battle, whom you are determined to conquer. Learn all you can from friend and foe about the difficulties you are encountering. Remember you are born to conquer and resolve to be a victor. Let there be no shunning, no whining, no waiting, no babyish dependence on others your own right hand, your own strong heart, your own indomitable will. These can give you the victory. Treat your difficulties as the athlete treats their hard and rigid training, with a welcome. And remember each difficulty conquered means more strength. Read the history of the world's greatest women and men and see how they conquered poverty prejudice and opposition, how they triumphed over bodily weakness, how they overcame mental and moral deficiencies, and rose up giants from the contests and victors in the battle. Conquer your difficulties, and you have conquered the world. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.